Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rise and shine! <laughs> <laughs> Here we are! Oh, hello there! Yeah. Hey, welcome to Morning Footy! Wow. Just as we planned start. it. I know. What a exactly. perfect. Happy Friday. Yeah. Great acting, everyone. <laughs> okay, so if you need a reminder, I'm Susanna Collins. That is Nigel Rio Coker. We've got Charlie Davies. Alexis Guerrero, Jenny uh, yeah, Chu, yeah, yeah, because they do that point. Go, yeah, there we go. Ball. All right, guys, let's get to uh, some of the big matches this weekend, starting um, with the Gold Cup quarterfinals: USA versus Canada. Charlie Davies, what do you want to see? from this U.S. side in this match? Continued dominance in the attacking half. Canada are, are not the same team without Alfonso Davies, Kyle Lair, and Jonathan David, and Tejan Buchanan. And, and their defense has been really questionable as of late. So can the U.S. continue to put a lot of pressure, high line, and the intensity on the press? I, I think if they score early, this, this game could, could get out of hand for, for Canada. So uh, John Herdman's playing the cards right, saying, hey, we're a small nation. The distraction, this would be, you know, it's David versus Goliath, using all of those mm -hmm. terms to try and rally the troops. And so different than how he sounds. Change in the, the narrative. Cut. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, very different. it's the games before the game, isn't it? That's what he, they he do. Loves it's that. the game before he the game. But he is good at it. Do you not think that this could potentially be a banana slip for USA, though? Ooh. No, no, I don't. You don't? Why no. do you think it could be, Nigel? It's, it's always one of those situations. Obviously, USA riding high in confidence now. They've had a, a great tournament so far. Uh, but this is the knockout stages. You know, anything is possible. And again, if Canada can really be well-organised defensively and frustrate USA, there is always an element of overconfidence. Like we've seen it. That's the thing about football. That's the beauty of the game. Sometimes you can go into a game being overconfident. And I think that's something that could still be an element in USA camp right now because they know Canada is not the Canada of what we've seen recently and there could be a bit of an overconfidence in this game. Stop. Canada lacked Stop one it, thing. Yeah. It could happen, bro. It could. Yeah, it you could, know. but don't, yeah. they're not overconfident. I could win they a scratch-off tomorrow. You know, anything it all, Listen, the biggest thing is this. It that also depends on the message that's coming from the manager and coach in a dressing room. There's many times you've been in there, backs against the wall, you've gone into games where you've got no expectations to win. No one expects you to win because they're such a far superior side. But then you go out there and get the results. You know, we've, we've had that yeah, before. Yeah, but this, I'd say this U.S. side has much more respect I was just for, say, for Canada than they, than they do in the past. And this is, this is the B team. 
for the U.S. men's national team. They are trying to get onto the A team. They don't have time to over, be overlooking Canada or be too confident. They, they're hungry, they're motivated, and they're trying to push. Jesus Ferreira, th these are the moments that he has to come, come clean, come good for, for the U.S. because in the big moments where we're talking knockout rounds, big matches, he has to continue to deliver because the knock for, for him is he only scores on the, the smaller nations, sm smaller nations, Minos, not, the, not the big, not the big games. Yeah. But it's, it's this, this is moving in a, this is moving in the right direction because this is a Canada B team and it's a big drop off from their A full strength team. But he has to just continue to score goals and be effective. So. I'm really looking at Jesus Ferrer and his movement and his involvement in this game. It's wild that we have to add an asterisk to the way a guy's playing who scored two back to uh, back. You know back, how it works. You know, uh, hat tricks. It's wild. No, it's, I'm yeah. just saying, looking at it from a bird's eye view, it's pretty sure. wild. But yeah, but you have to. America's you have to, you have should to be that. Canada's beat. But then that's reality. You have to do that. Yes, you're scoring goals. You're back doing to your back job, hat tricks. But you will be judged against sure. bigger and better opponents because that's course. what you're going to face. They always say, we've seen uh, on on social media context. Right. I don't need context, just score goals. Mm -hmm. Just keep doing your job. Learn from your mistakes and keep progressing. And that to me, I love Jesus uh, Ferreira's mentality mm -hmm. because he wasn't, he scored a hat trick. He wasn't like going crazy. He's like, I'm doing my job. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I want more. I like that, so keep going. Yeah, I agree. Keep it going. All right, let's move it along to uh, that U21 Euro final that is happening tomorrow between England <coughs> and Spain. Mm. Uh, Nigel Rio Coker. Well, very familiar with this tournament. You've played in it before. You are very excited about this England squad. Tell us why. It's a very talented squad, really and truly. It literally could be a Premier League team with the experience that you've seen in that squad there. This squad could be a Premier they could League be, team. They could be a Premier League team. You look Stop at the experience it. that they've got, they've got from time. What? They you don't think a, that they uh, could be a Premier League team? You talk about all the experience that they've got there. I'm not no. saying that. Yeah, Southampton last year, that's the team. Yeah, all right, good one. Anyway, <laughs> with, the, with the abundance of experience of you've got treble winners, double winners, you know, keep playing in the Champions League, this is not normal. When you come into these tournaments, you might have one or two players who are regulars in the first team and the rest of them are still trying to break into that first team. But the amount of experience that you've got in this side, I said it, mm -hmm. I'll put pressure on them. They're expected to win this tournament. Other people might not say, I'm telling you now, they're expected to win this tournament with the experience that they have. They are unbeaten in this tournament so far. They, no one's ever scored. No one's no scored, one has scored, scored against, them. against them. I would argue that England and Spain are the two best teams that we've seen mm -hmm. in this tournament. What does Spain have to do, Charlie, to, to make this one a, a game? Well, we are going to break this down uh, later, but... What we've seen from Spain is the way that they can control the tempo of this game. They, they can't get stretched, play too high because of, of some of the pace that England have. And in transition, that's where they can hit you. They're pretty direct, but they're also, they know how to slow the game and play at their pace. Make the game, make England play their way, their style. And so when you look at Spain, I, I really like Ruiz, who's, who's leading the line for them. He's a, he's a capable goal scorer, good hold up play. And he, he has, uh, the X factor mm -hmm. for Spain. So I like, I like Spain in this game just because they're organized and they can keep the ball extremely well, switching, switching the point of attack and then 
It's killer counter. It's two teams that are going to, they respect each other. Yeah. That's what you're going to see. There's going to be a lot of respect from both sides. Alexis, are you Team Nigel or Team Charlie? I, it's tough because it's a system that they play at all levels versus talent. Pick a team, mate. Uh, you know team. what? Because you say it that way, I'm going with Spain. All right, your, your English pass is revoked. <laughs> Not welcome in South London. Yikes. Though, these are. Uh, we'll chat more about this one coming London. up. We're going to take a break right now. Jenny Chu is going to be with us with some headlines on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, yesterday the rosters dropped for the MLS Skills Challenge competition at All-Star Game. And these are the guys that are going to be competing for MLS and Arsenal. And there are some very big names on this roster. I'm looking at Hani Mukhtar, Christian Benteke, Denny Bawanga for MLS. And then we've got Kai Havertz. Florin Balogun for Arsenal? Who are, who are we excited? Martin Odegaard? Odegaard. Oh, let's just forget Jorginho, right? I <laughs> let's, mean, just for, let's just forget him and cast him to the side. We're all shocked that Holding's <laughs> there, right? It's a skills challenge, bro. Was there a game about getting red cards at the worst time possible time? Uh, Holding is very good. Uh, Holding is very good technically. <laughs> Holding is very good. And then goalkeepers are also... A, a secret weapon when it comes to those skills, yep. talents, and crossbars. Big Goalkeepers time. are very good. Can I tell you, I having been at every single one of these MLS All-Star Skills Challenge from the inception, they are so much fun. Agreed. And the players yeah. love it. It's they a get festive atmosphere. so into it. Last year, Hani Mukhtar won uh, the crossbar challenge for the MLS All-Stars. And like the, you know, the last kick, it was one of these like very dramatic moments. And they were losing their minds on the field. And it was, I mean, the energy is so much fun. The crowd loves it. The players love it. I can't, I'm super excited for this The one. Mexican League, uh, League All-Stars, when they realized like a smoke machine bursts when you hit the uh, crossbar, <laughs> they all freaked out as soon as they saw it. They were like, oh, now all of a sudden they wanted to do it even more. It was dope. If you were gonna compete in one of the skills challenge, Charlie, what would it be? I'm gonna ask you both. Crossbar. Crossbar, Nigel? I'll be on the side cheering them on. <laughs> You're not into this? I'm not oh, into it. I'm, I'm more competitive. I'm not really into the skills. This stuff, is like. I'm telling you. You win. The, it's, so it's a competition. Competitive. I'm competitive. Let's play. Let's get the ball out and let's get let's get at it. That's one, what I'm competitive. One thing. Oh, you could one you thing. could compete in the vertical jump. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, what are you laughing at? Uh, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing because I'm competing in the concessions, bro. 
Header's not so much your thing. That's okay. I'll probably do the crossbar. The crossbar will be the one that I did because that's something we used there to do a go. lot after training in the What's younger days. What's it called with the big buckets that you got to get the ball into? Oh, the man. target. It's yeah, the, yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, that one is fun. I love that one it's, too. Uh, it's great. Jenny, what would be your your skills? Which one would you compete in? Would you do a crossbar challenge? Would you do target, passing? Like I mentioned, I'm not the best at, at finishing with my head, mm -hmm. but I'm great at crossing. I have great accuracy, so I would be part of that skill challenge, but not the the goal score. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That does make yeah. sense. And I was at the Orlando MLS All-Star. <gasps> that uh, was so covering much fun. That in Spanish, and that's Orlando when Nani City. hit yes! the crossbar at the last time. The last second, so everybody blew up, and it was amazing. And Hector Herrera was, so was much good fun. in that. Ache, ache. What do you expect? It's he Hector will be Herrera. competing <laughs> as well. All right, for these headlines, we have some breaking news to kick things off this morning. Ricardo Pepe has completed his $11 million transfer to Dutch Giants PSV. The U.S. men's national team striker joins from German club Augsburg after an impressive season on loan with Dutch side Groningen. Pepe scored 12 goals in the Eredivisie last season. Moving to England, it has been a busy week for Arsenal and it could end in style with two major transfers set to be completed along with a major extension. According to multiple reports, Declan Rice and Jurian Timber are undergoing medicals today as they finalize their big money moves. Rice is joining on a $133 million transfer from West Ham while Timber is poised for a $50 million move to Ajax. The Gunners aren't just adding reinforcements, they are also securing long-term deals on key pieces. Arsenal announced the re-signing of Reese Nelson to a new four-year deal yesterday. And today they are expected to announce that French defender William Saliba is committing his future to the club. According to multiple reports, Saliba is signing a four-year deal that will pay him $13 million a year. In the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich is said to add a major defensive reinforcement. According to multiple reports out of Germany, South Korean defender Kim Min-jae has completed his medical this morning ahead of a $54 million move from Napoli. Bayern is exercising a fee release clause in Kim's contract with the Italian champions who are losing the Serie A Defender of the Year just one season after he joined from Fenerbahce. Turning our attention to MLS, a messy watch continues as we await official word on Lionel Messi's signing with Inter Miami. And while that has yet to happen, the Miami Herald is reporting that Inter Miami has completed the signing of Jordi Alba, a move that comes after the club secured the services of Sergio Busquets. The signings of the former FC Barcelona stars are expected to be announced on July 16th. Inter-Miami is having to pull off some major juggling to fit in all these stars, and the first of the major departures is set to be completed. According to multiple reports, Mexican midfielder Rodolfo Pizarro is being traded to the LA Galaxy. Miami will be paying the majority of Pizarro's contract, but the trade will free up a designated player spot to clear the way for Miami's high-profile signings, with David Beckham's club being linked to everyone from Eden Hazard to Luis Suarez and Sergio Ramos. Alexis, mm. with all of these signings Ooh. now being announced. Yeah, I feel, did I forget to take out the garbage? That just woke me up. I just wanted to make sure you were paying attention before yeah. I caught you off guard here. We've been talking about it, mm -hmm. that maybe potentially even with just Messi coming in, it's not enough for them to win the league. Now, we name these three stars. Is that enough for them to... to See some improvements and make playoffs. They'll definitely make improvements. I don't know if there's enough time to make the playoffs, especially because their back line is so suspect. Uh, but, I mean, look, marketing-wise, which is probably the real championship in MLS, uh, this is an incredible move. You know, this is probably the smartest move. And next season, you're going to see a very powerful Inter-Miami. So I think for this season, uh, it's, it, they just left it a little too late. But who cares? Uh, Getting Messi, Busquets, oh, yeah. and Jordi Albain. You go. Oh, and don't forget Tata Martino. That's Tata Martino's big, huge, big especially piece. for Joseph Martinez. Because we've seen what he's been able to do with Atlanta United, building this roster, making sure he's getting players in who, who he knows how to win the league. He's done it. Mm -hmm. So to get this team to compete 
It's going to take time. How about Pizarro to LA Galaxy? This is huge for LA Galaxy. You, is, there, is there any part of you that feels a little bit bad for Rodolfo Pizarro? Mm -hmm. What? What? Like, I mean, he just Why? His got check pushed didn't out. He, his he check hadn't didn't been performing. And when we had the segment when we were talking about which DP just, do you let go, I'm over here like, gosh, I don't want to have a Mexican on Mexican crime, but Rodolfo Pizarro hasn't done enough. Yeah, I mean, wow. and that's 100% true, but it's it's just kind of like, well, you're the odd man out, sir. Like, see ya. He's still getting paid. Good luck. Yeah. 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 And, and of course. for him, it hasn't worked out at Inter Miami, but it's another opportunity for him to go to Galaxy and, and make something happen possibly there. But listen, everyone was on trial. As soon as this sure. Lionel Messi thing was announced, everyone in that squad was on trial to stay there. So everyone knew what was coming with it. And you just have to perform. If you don't perform, are there any players on. that you like on Inter Miami? Uh, Lionel Messi, Busquets. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've, I've watched Inter Miami, and I must say, I haven't really been impressed this season. There, there, there has been a Campana. A yeah, I think Leo Campana has done, really done a little bit for bonus. sure. They've got some youngsters coming through mm -hmm. um, that have actually done quite well in little spurs. But for me, it, it's just been a wash this season. Kramaski and Ruiz are the two top youngsters that I've seen from this team that I think will benefit. They have potential to be really effective in this league. So that, that I think in that environment, if you're a young player mm -hmm. into Miami coming through, Javi Morales is the coach with the academy, brought a lot of these players into the first team. You're buzzing. You're excited because I think you're going to learn a lot with Tata Martino yeah. and the demands of everyday in training, and then you're playing with Messi. Well, that's the, yeah. the biggest thing is when you've got young players like that, they're the ones that can get influenced by having a Lionel Messi, mm -hmm. Jordi Alba uh, there. They can wow. get influenced. The senior players that still stay there, they're the ones that are kind of going to be a bit of a problem and a difficult one to handle. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, all right, guys, we are going to take a break, but we are chatting more MLS when we come back. Stick around. We'll be right back. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Well, we have lots of MLS action to look forward to this weekend. Here are some of the key matches to keep an eye on. Charlotte FC and FC Cincinnati at 7.30 p.m. We have the Chicago Fire, Nashville FC at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The Galaxy hosting the Philadelphia Union at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we wrap things up with a Cascadia Cup rivalry match between the Vancouver Whitecaps and the Seattle Sounders at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Apple TV, MLS 360, you know it well, Nigel. You also know a thing or two about uh, Cascadia Cup, which is this incredible rivalry in Major League Soccer that exists between the Vancouver Whitecaps, the Portland Timbers, and the Seattle Sounders. Obviously, all the teams playing in the Cascadia region. And it started back in in 2004, before some of these teams were even in MLS. Um, But basically, it's a head-to-head trophy. So every game that they play that's head-to-head, they kind of collect points, and then whoever has the most at the end of the the season, they get to take home this this <laughs> trophy and bragging rights. And you've played in this before, <laughs> Nigel. I don't know why Charlie's looking at me like that. Like, you want that smoke? No, it's a, great, it's a great regional competition. It really is. I think what makes that so special is the fact of, because they're not that far apart regionally, yeah it gives the opportunity to create a great atmosphere. So you've got home and away fans. And one game that we played, well, a few games that I played in at home with Vancouver Whitecaps, you'd have the Portland fans come in. I mean, maybe I have five or 6,000 Portland fans and then the rest were Vancouver Whitecaps fans. And the rivalry was great. Created a real derby kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The players really live up to it. And it's just such a unique thing. And it means a lot to the fans. The fans really do take that seriously. Did you, did you feel stronger about one team versus the other? Was Seattle, did you feel that Seattle or Portland was more of a rival when you played in it? I would have to say that I probably felt Portland was more of, of, of a, a rival. Well, they, they both were really good rivals, if I'm honest. Like Seattle, but for us, we were always the underdogs, really and truly. Vancouver at the time was still in the early stages yeah. development. Those two were a lot more established and a massive fan base. It was just the atmosphere is what I lived up to. I loved it. It really does give you an extra adrenaline to want to go in and put some challenges in and, you know, maybe pick up a yellow card or two. It's nice. cool. Those, it's yeah, all of those matches are super fun. Yeah. You see the busloads of fans, like, traveling to, to the yeah. away match. To your point, you know, you get a lot of the away fans at these, at these matches. So the, the atmospheres are all, always incredible. Vancouver actually won the very first one back in, in 2004, but Seattle has won the most yeah. Cascadia Cups with seven. Let's take a look at the, the, the Cascadia Cup standings for this year. Look at so, this. Portland, interesting. <laughs> Vancouver and Seattle uh, with just one point. Um, and Portland's been struggling this year, so I'm I'm kind of surprised by. I remember things. when I went to Portland, they have a thing called the Fen the Fenladen. It's a, like a clubhouse. It's like a bar, but uh-huh. it's just for Portland season ticket holders. And they had the Cascadia Cup in there that year. They're very proud of it, but. You also got a chance to play in the Canadian Championship, which is like our U.S. Open Cup. How did that? How does this? How does the atmosphere compare for these matches? Because these are just regular season games that they sort of keep a tally on points. The Canadian Championship is another thing. It does also give you a chance to go to the uh, Concacaf Champions League. It does. Uh, it was great. Uh, played in Edmonton, uh, Canada, middle of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I had no idea that, where turf, I was. Is that the turf field that the Canadians played in World Cup qualifying? Is it like a big open? No, stadium? no. This was this was like before the. Canadian Premier League was started. This was uh, Edmonton. Uh, I don't even know what league they're in at the time, but that was interesting. But it only really gets good when it's Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. That's when it really gets uh, 
passionate and feisty. There's great rivals between all three cities and um, very similar, like you said, to the Open Cup. To the Canadians, it means a lot and it's a uh, way into the CONCACAF Champions League. Mm. Very cool. All right, let's chat about this match then that we are going to see on Saturday. Uh, Seattle currently sitting in second place, Vancouver in ninth. Vancouver is a sneaky good team. They're one of my, I feel like quite often they're a dark horse team in, in the West. They're one to, to watch out for. But um, offensively, they've got, their, their attack is really, really strong. Seattle, on the other hand, has been struggling uh, to score goals this year. And they only have one win in their last six matches. Charlie, when you think about the Seattle team, who who needs to, to step up for them? Where are the goals going to come from with Jordan Morris out? Well, I mean, we all know how good Ra Raul Rui Diaz is. He's only had five starts this season. So five starts and four goals. Rui Diaz has always been central to creating opportunities for Seattle in the attacking third just because of his movement. And he's a straight poacher, finisher. So dangerous in the box. And he also I think, scores when you least expect it. Yes. And <laughs> Jordan, I, Jordan Morris, like, how did that happen? Jordan Morris really profits off of, of Rui Diaz being there just because he occupies two players. He's able to suck players out of, out of position, which Jordan Morris then fills in. But I think when you look at this squad right now, Albert Rusnak needs to step up. Mm -hmm. Ladero has, has one goal, six assists. He needs to step up. Leo Chu was hot in the beginning of the year, but he has eight assists. So he's still providing. You just feel that this team, given that they're in second place, which is incredible, have not played anywhere near to, to their potential, which is a good thing mm -hmm. for Schmetzer to say, we haven't been good enough. We're still second in the West. We, 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 we got to start to turn it on. And we all know in the summer, you can start to have some of those, those slumps, yeah. one win in six matches. But as you start to get closer and to Seattle, the fall. that's kind of their mojo that they, has been well, their, the biggest thing going past. into the playoffs. Exactly. Well, that's the biggest thing with Seattle is they're just struggling to put the ball in the back of the net. The manager's come out and said it. Like, there have been games where they've been tight. They've always been involved in games, but putting it into the back of the mm -hmm. net. The best Seattle I've seen was Leo Chu out wide and Jordan Morris right in the middle, in the heart. Not his normal position, but he did a great job. He was scoring goals. There was a great understanding that was being built between Leo Chu and Jordan Morris. And what I like about it is that dynamic movement and being direct. Mm -hmm. And when he gets direct there, he's scoring goals, he was finishing it. Since he went out wide again, it wasn't quite the same. Herbert came in for a few games, didn't really Not do the it. same. Rui Diaz isn't match fit yet. He needs to get match fit and take getting match fit might take six or seven games. But then they're not they got the time. I think that again, you'll have to go back to Jordan Morris when he gets back going right down the middle and putting Leo Chu in. And also if Leo Chu is, he's got a lot of assists, like you said, this season but isolate him more in one-on-one -on -one situations. That's what, something they're not doing. Play to the strengths of your team. Good at beating players, great winger, play him high and wide. Mm -hmm. We see it in, all over the world in different leagues with different players. Do it with him, get him high and wide, isolate him and say, take the player on. I, I'd say, well, Jordan Morris is at the Gold Cup, so you, you don't need to think about putting Rui Diaz to the bench. And I would never put Reed Diaz on the bench. Let him I'm get match fit. I'm playing him yeah, all yeah, the day, every day. day. Also, he, Joao Paulo. No one's talking about him, but he is an incredible player. Uh, puts a lot of balls in the final third. Gets those. Gets the opportunity. Gives the opportunity for the sure. forwards to get forward. Nico Lodero as well. Nico Lodero needs to really start clicking. I yeah. know he's sort of had a, a relatively slow start. He to can season, be. We've seen how good he can beast. be, though. Quality. Yeah. I know. And then when you look at Vancouver's uh, attack, I think I think it's so underrated. Like. Ryan Gold. I'll tell you this now. Brian White. Gold and Gressel have been the star show for Vancouver Whitecaps. And the thing about Vancouver Whitecaps that's been scary as well with them is 
they create good chances, mm -hmm. not half chances, mm -hmm. like goal-scoring chances. And for them, they had a blip where they weren't putting it into the back of the net. Then they went on a great one when everything they were touching was going into the back of the net. The thing about Vancouver is every game they play in, they're always involved in the game. I've never seen them completely been dominated or outplayed in a game. And they will create chances. It just depends on that day if they have their clinical finishing boots on that they will punish any team in the league. They, they're also one of these teams where they have found ways late in the game to either get a, find a game winner yeah. or an equalizer to, to secure some points. The, your, to your point, they are never They're never out of, out of a game. And I, and I love the, the manager's approach Vanny as well. Vanny Sartini like the, the, is a gem. They went and played at LAFC away. And he said, we're going to fight fire with fire. And we haven't seen any team really go at LAFC to say, right, we're going to go up against them. We're not going to be scared or intimidated, which m most teams generally are. Went up against them and they got the result in not a great performance. Late. Not as of late, yes. But teams are taking down LAFC left and right. They had right. to trade Opoku to make some, some, some roster moves because it has not looked... Good. Yeah. They LFC get, have not looked they, like they, they did, did last year. Million in uh, allocation money for a poker. Right. If, uh, if they Huge. lose this weekend, we should do a little panic meter segment on, on LAFC. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm dumb. Panicking already? Well, come on. Come on. It's just a glitch in a minute. No, no, we need all, things to no talk about. Hit, no one's hitting panic on LAFC. But to get to... It's, it's, it's starting to... It's starting to, it's starting to go warmer. It's starting to it's move a little warmer. <laughs> a little pull into the car. You drive an electric car, you're all right, man. Put that out of gas. Go drive oh, your electric God. car. Leave my electric car out of this. Fun times. Um, all right, we're going to take another break. The U.S. women have a friendly coming up this weekend against Wales. We're going to dive into that after a quick break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. morning footy well the women's world cup is less than two weeks away and on sunday the reigning champs the u.s women's national team will face off against wales in a friendly in san jose this is a final tune-up before they head down under jenny chu with the world cup being so close and this being a a friendly what what's the approach for this team in this one what are they looking to do right it, de it depends on what vlatko's um, decision is here, but I think one of the main things is to make sure that everyone leaves healthy more than anything. Absolutely. Um, I personally want to see a solidified back line. That's something that we've all been talking about. We feel very confident in the attacking portion of the women's national team and their ability to score goals and connect. I think making sure that our midfield and our back line look strong, um, can have a shutout, especially you know with the goalkeeping decision that, they, that Vlatko ends up making, mm -hmm. something that we're all looking forward to looking at. And he should be playing his starting 11 for that first match, in my mind. Yeah, you're spot on. This is a tune-up. You want to make sure you, the team knows who you're going with. Mm -hmm. This is starting level. Let's start get, to get those passing patterns right, the chemistry. It's really important to have that cohesion going into a World, Women's World Cup. So the player I'm looking forward to seeing in this game is Sophia Smith. I think she has to be able to, to take the workload off of Alex Morgan because Alex Morgan obviously is leading the, the, the line, has 121 goals, uh, over 200 caps for the U.S. Women's National Team. 
she can't just be relied on to score goals. Someone else has to pick up the slack. And Sophia Smith has talked about wanting to be the one. I want to show that I'm the, one of the best players in the world. This is how you start, getting, getting into that mindset of, I'm ready to compete, I'm ready to ball out, and, and pick, up, pick up the slack where, where it's you know, going to be needed in this Women's World Cup. I think you have a wonderful point there that to kind of take that pressure off of Alex Morgan because everyone around the world, Wales, everyone, knows who Alex Morgan is and what she brings to the world game. A lot of pressure is going to be on her. They're going to try to hit her. They're going to be aggressive with her. You know she takes hits very well um, when it comes to, to playing that role and then playing off of herself. She does very well. That'll open up opportunities for Sophia Smith to kind of show her stuff. Yeah, interesting. I'm looking, to me, there's a lot of question marks prim primarily defensively. Obviously, goalkeeper, I think, is the, big, is the biggest. Second to that, for me, it's who plays in that, in that sixth position. You know, you've got Julie Ertz. She's played 90 minutes, three matches straight, two of those. They've been undefeated in the last two. Um, she's clearly showing the signs of mm -hmm. being the player we know she is. But then you also got Andy Sullivan. And to me, Andy Sullivan is the player that I'm looking at. Hopefully gets the start. Hopefully sort of takes the reins. We're talking about Sophia Smith and sort of taking the reins of saying, I want to be the superstar on this team. I want to be the one you come to that you pass to. I want to be the one that sort of takes that reign from Alex Morgan. I want to see Andy Sullivan make that statement in the midfield. I want to see her patrol that back line, defend that back line. As really well, too, because we only got two center backs, but we need you out there. <laughs> Please defend, defend, defend. Two center backs, yeah. yeah. That, that's the, the one area of the pitch that gives me some pause. Um, just because, and I know that, you know, we've got versatility aplenty, but um, that's, it's, that's a, little, a little jarring to me. Uh, for me, the player that I'm, I'm curious about is Rose Lavelle. She was the breakout star mm -hmm. in the 2019 uh, World Cup. And when she is healthy, when she is fit, she is one of the most dynamic players yeah. in the game game. Her dribbling, her just on the ball um, awareness and skill is so, it, it's, it's second to none, but she hasn't been fit. And she suffered that knee injury back in April um, and then had a setback in May. And so the question for her is, we know that she's good. We know that like right. she can perform, but it's just if she's healthy, if she's if she's going to be game fit and if she's healthy enough to, to contribute in a significant way. And the thing about that is that we don't really know. I was watching like all of the B-roll that U.S. Women's National Team sends out and she's obviously in the passing drills, but she's not in the scrimmages in that film, right? So I'm like trying to pay attention. Is she really getting touches in to determine whether or not she's playing in this Wales game? And, and like you mentioned, we're unsure. Mm -hmm. we, we, we don't have any clarity. And until we have those facts, we can't make a decision. But when it when I'm thinking about this game, I'm playing Ashley Sanchez. Um, yeah. Rose Lavelle should get minutes if she's healthy enough to do so because the biggest thing is to make sure that everybody goes healthy. But I'm starting Ashley Sanchez and making sure that we have a healthy 11 that is ready to start that World Cup group stage. Who has a bigger World Cup, Trinity Rodman or Lynn Williams? Whew. Oh, I, Rodman. No, yeah. I, I say Lynn Williams. Yeah. I, I want you to answer yours, and I, and I know that. But... Lynn Williams has been left off the roster. She's been alternate. <laughs> She's really struggled. She's gone through it to make it here and to have the resilience to continue to fight and not lose confidence to be, you know, let go by one of your club teams and get picked up by another team. Like, she's gone through it all for this moment. And she was on snacks with Sam Mewis on, and talking about her experience and, and her road to this moment. Um, and I really think that everything that has happened to her makes this her moment. And I, Trinity Rodman is young, and she is a special, special player. We're going to see wonderful things from her yeah. in her career. But this World Cup, I want Lynn Williams to pop off. And I think that she has all the right mentality to do so. She's so motivated right she now. Is. And she is in incredible form. Like, right. this World yep. Cup is coming at exactly. the perfect time for Lynn Williams because she is at peak.
She's right she's in top form, and you love to see that. I mean, the story about her coming back from injury, having to switch teams, uh, you know, her life is now sort of taking off, right? You know, getting engaged, yeah. get back from injury, uh, looking incredible on New the pitch. New contract. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely happy for her. Lynn knows I'm a huge fan. I'm a massive fan. The, Trinity Robin, this is this is the moment we're all going to talk about. This is her breakout moment. Uh, Lynn, William, Lynn Williams will get opportunities in this World Cup. Trinity Rahman, to me, should be a starter. We'll be probably getting a lot more opportunities. She's the player we're all going to be talking about. When we talk about who is the star that is on the rise, this this is going to be... Not Sophia Smith. Sophia Smith is incredible. This is going to be the Trinity Rahman showcase. Okay. We're uh, going to keep following it all yeah. World Cup long, and that's a very interesting take. I, I'd love to be wrong and you to be right, because we, it's the no, U.S. I, still wins. Yeah, I, I, but it's a win-win. Yeah, it's I mean, a win-win. Whoever stars is a, right. to win. I, and shout-out to Sam Mewis. So yes. I have a question Absolutely. for all of you. Um, so yesterday on Box to Box, Aaron West said that he is handing the armband to Crystal Dunn, like unequivocally. Right. That is his captain of the you team. You said that the other day too, right? I said that a month okay. ago. Okay. Oh, it's so, not a competition, but I'm saying no. we all agree. Yeah. I think that, yes, Charlie did say it, and, and he asked that, and he pressed that. But we have to give credit to our writer, Sandra Herrera. She wrote a whole article about it, kind of under, uh, stating the points as to why she deserves to be captain and why has she never been considered. We've only had white women as captains um, for the U.S. Women's National Team, and Crystal Dunn has been a part of this. And she brings the race into that um, article and the fact that Crystal has been such an integral part of this team for so long. She's been so versatile. She has been a leader for this team. I played college soccer with her, and I can tell you the personality that she is reverberates. Like, everybody follows what Crystal Dunn does because she has that persona. Um, and I credit you guys for talking about it. Credit Sandra. Credit Aaron. Aaron, of course. And yeah. And all of those conversations, I hope, put some pressure on everyone else to be like, you know what, why, haven't, why hasn't she been considered? Yeah. Well, I think in this, at this stage, given that Becky Sauerbrunn is out, mm. you look at influence on the pitch and knowledge of the game. Mm. Because you even alluded to, Crystal Dunn should be in the midfield because yeah. that's where she plays with, with Portland. She can play all different positions. As a captain, you have to understand the game, have that knowledge, which she has. Which you need as a center midfielder. And, and she has the, the influence to lead by example, not only just by speaking, which captains can, can lead in different ways. I see her, she has 131 caps. She's the real deal. We, we've seen her perform in a World Cup already, star in NWSL. She has the respect of her team. If it's not her, then I think you go with Alex Morgan. Because she needs a lot. Can you have a striker as a captain, though? You, of course I, I, you can. I know. You've, you've I, I've said. argued that. But, yeah. but they've, they've handed it or announced that it's Lindsey Horan. And I, and I just don't, I don't see it. I also think I, if I, everyone I, was clear, right, yeah. no race at all, you probably still want this person to be your captain. Mm. You know what I mean? So to, to back up this story, Crystal Dunn is one of the most influential, one of the most beloved. And honestly, just for the acceptance video of her dancing around, <laughs> I mean, that alone she would make me. She played the flute. Yeah. She played the darn she, yeah. flute yeah. in her video. And Tom. then turned it into like a, the what was the, yeah, video I mean, she's just an incredible person. Time, but I... she is beloved. And I like the fact that you said she's so influential, and you've brought this up, playing in the midfield. She knows what, what needs to be done defensively. She knows what needs to be done in the midfield. Yeah. She knows what needs to be be done as a forward. That's the type of person I want right. as a captain. Mm -hmm. And and I will say that there are some per, some people who are good leaders with voice, and I think that Megan Rapino will be able to provide that veteran um, leadership, and, and we, we love her for all of that. But on the field, who will be on the field the most amount of time? Crystal Dunn has shown that she has the ability to play many, many games <laughs> uh, without stopping. She has that. And 
We know that her play speaks for itself. That aspect that you mentioned, Charlie, the fact that she can play in every position is so important. But really, the, the thing that, the intangible, is the personality that she holds and the relationship she has with every single right. person on the field, every single person that goes up to her. You know, you can feel that. That's what you want. Well, I, I really do. She's still done fans. She's the people's let's captain. Let's be honest. She is the people's captain. Um, the U.S. women face Wales on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern on TNT. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick timeout. We are diving into the Gold Cup when we come back. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.